0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player
1: app. Let's talk now about last week's sheer shocker. uh, The resignation of Andrew uh, Shear as the leader of the Federal Conservative Party this was a i guess a surprise to some degree given the timing although he had been under pressure to step down after he failed to win the last federal election they had justin trudeau right where they wanted him and they couldn't get it done i mean trudeau mired in scandal all kinds of all kinds of problems still couldn't take him down and the thought being if you can't get him now would Shear ever be able to beat Trudeau? I think the answer in a lot of people's minds was no, and therefore he's got to go and a new leader. Now, he had been indicating that he might try to stay on there, and if he did, maybe that produced an internal backlash. Last week, we saw him suddenly announced... He would resign as the federal conservative leader. He will stay on until a permanent replacement is chosen. Some people wanted to go, want him to go quicker than that. But now the race is on to replace Andrew Shearer as the federal conservative leader. And I'll tell you, this looks wide open to me. Lots of names being bounced around as a potential conservative leader. Let's check in with Colin Metcalf, now former director of regional affairs with James Moore. Boy, his name has come up, by the way, the former Conservative MP back when Moore was industry minister. Very pleased to welcome him back to the show. you, Colin. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming on. Do you think the resignation by Sheer last week is a good thing or a bad thing for the party? Well,
0: uh, you know, it's It's different things for different people. I think for the Conservative Party of Canada... Um, we can make it a good thing because it provides us with an opportunity to look at what, what happened in the last federal election, um, make some corrections, and in some cases some significant corrections, um, uh, figure out how we, we move the needle to uh, make up make up the seats that we didn't win, that we thought we might win in the 905 in Ontario and other places in Quebec and here in British Columbia, and do a better job next time.
1: Okay, do you think that the, the party's failure in the last election, if I can put it that way, was down to the leader i mean you know the guys who support Shear will say hey he improved the seat count you got more seats you got more votes won the popular vote but was it really his his problem or was it his fault that they didn't get it done it's never
0: it's never as easy as to say what is the one thing that went wrong It's an amalgam of things that goes wrong in any campaign, and it's an amalgam of things that go right in any campaign that lead to the ultimate victory or the ultimate defeat. And that is the case in this last election. There's no one thing that went wrong Um, for us or went right for the Liberals, other than to say that I don't think that the ideas we put forward were as strong as they could have been and that they should have been. And frankly, the, the, the way that the leader... Failed to articulate his position on key issues and criticisms being leveled against him um, didn't help. While people yeah. were trying to figure out who is this Andrew Shear guy moving forward, and that's what that's what the campaign was meant to do was to be able to define Shear um, in the way he wanted to be defined. Unfortunately, he couldn't answer the questions that were put to him, and other people defined him for him.
1: Uh, Colin, let me ask you this: the but this is why I think, actually, for for all the reasons you just articulated, that this has been a tough little spot here for the conservatives here. With a, it's 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 never easy with a leader effectively being forced out, and also under some bad circumstances here with the complaints about the party had been paying for his kids' private school education. This is all kind of messy for the conservatives, but I think overall. It's probably more of an opportunity for the party for renewal and to try and get back on a winning track, especially if they can put in a new leader who is going to be dynamic and and really get people excited. Let's talk about some of those potential new uh, leaders here, Colin. And nobody is officially declared here yet, to my knowledge, but you can bet there's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. Who do you sort of see as the top two or three people emerging here to replace Sheer?
0: Well, I think that on the yes, maybe list, um you'd see probably at the top of the list is Ronna ambrose the former uh, uh, interim leader of the conservative party and um then one of the one of the co-founders of the conservative party peter mckay would probably be um on the list Aaron o'toole um even bernard lord from uh, new brunswick i think would be um would be on the list there was a candidate uh, that most people haven't heard of uh, brian um Burlock, uh who is also sig- uh, signaling that he's um thinking about running and he's a businessman uh, from back east and then there's the folks like michael chong and pierre polyev who have also um you know have been have been contenders in the past and may throw their hat in the ring again and if rana doesn't run you'd probably see michelle rempel or candace bergen maybe be there um as as uh, as candidates
1: okay let's talk about ron ambrose for a moment because she's the one who's I, I think generating the most excitement here a former conservative mp from alberta she held a a whole bunch of uh cabinet posts uh during a, a very successful career at, in the house of commons was the interim leader at the party at one point what do you think she would bring to this leadership if, if she indeed uh, did step forward
0: Well, oh, i think she'd bring a lot to the table um i think the fact that uh She's a solid conservative uh, woman. Um, It would be she'd be a very very attractive uh, uh, political figure uh, for lots of people inside the conservative tent and from all different um, factions within that tent. So I would, in my in my estimation, I put Rana high up on the list. Um, You know, she's been there uh, in the trenches as a cabinet minister um, serving uh, Prime Minister Harper in various portfolios. She's done a she's done a good job in that respect. She understands what it takes to, uh, to lead a caucus, having been the interim leader. Um, so I would put her as number one, if she's willing to do it.
1: Okay, what's your read on that? Because there's some speculation that maybe she would like to do something else, like maybe be Canada's ambassador to the United States, which I understand is bouncing around as a possibility. Is that possible that... Maybe Justin Trudeau would name her as the ambassador to the United States. I mean, that'd be a way to—that'd be a way to get rid of her as a possible opponent.
0: Well, you know, the federal liberals are worried when they're making, um, you know, U.S. ambassadorships—you uh, know—dangling yeah. that carrot in front of uh, various people. So. Clearly, um, they, it's not just folks on my side of the, of the spectrum that think that Ronna would be a, a very strong candidate. It would be folks on the other side that would that would be going up against her. So the best way to not go up against her is to offer something else she may want to consider taking.
1: Okay, she's not saying yes, not saying no, as I understand it at this point. there's Some people wondered if she's going to go for it. If she does go for it, I think clear kind of early front runner. If she doesn't, that's a big decision. If she doesn't what would be the pros and cons for her running for this job in your mind?
0: Well, I mean, this is one of the toughest jobs in Canada. It's frankly one of the toughest jobs in the world, being the leader of, you know, of, of, of a, of a you know, G7 nation. Um, you don't take this decision lightly. Um, you know, and, and coming in as an opposition member, um, I think that there's a, a lot that needs to be done. You know, we, we were blessed with very strong leadership from Stephen Harper for for more than a decade. And... You know, uh, whoever has to go in and fill those shoes um, has to do so uh, at, a, at a time right now when we're, you know, we've, we've, we've just rebounded off of an election where, you know, we didn't do as well as we thought. So it's going to take some big ideas uh, and, and strong leadership to, to, um, to, to kind of fix what we need to fix internally. And then we can take our message externally to the country and say, look, we've got a better mousetrap. Here it is. Um, we think that we can do a better job than the existing uh, leadership in Ottawa.
1: Okay, talking about the federal conservative leadership with my guest here, Colin Metcalf, he's a Conservative Party insider. Uh, What about Peter McKay, Colin? There's another name that comes up frequently, the former foreign affairs minister, former leader of the old progressive Conservative Party of Canada, if you remember them. I mean, this is a guy who was sort of seen marked for greatness at one point. Is is he going to throw his hat in the ring?
0: You know, I think that he's going to have to go through that decision process the way that Ron is going to have to go through it. Um, But, yeah, I think that he would be another uh, serious contender. Um, You know, uh, again, he brings the same you know, pedigree if you would, um, having served in in Harper's cabinet for the uh the length of the of the previous government, um, you know, right up there with Rana. So, you know, two very, very strong uh, contenders. Um they 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 bring their pluses and minuses to the game and, and 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 the the membership's gonna have to decide where they wanna uh where they wanna where they wanna go. Um you know if if Rana goes I'll be the first in line to put up my hand, saying, "Yeah, I'll help you do whatever you need."
1: Oh, okay, okay. You're showing your cards a little early there, Colin. What about your What about your old buddy James Moore?
0: Well, I don't think James um, James left politics for a very, very important reason. That was to make sure that his, uh, that, that uh, he was going to uh, spend more time with his family. And um, you know, I've had lots of of, of discussions with uh, with James, and I don't think anything has changed for him uh, since the days that he made the decision to leave in the first place. So, uh, and I totally respect that. Um, and, uh, and you know, he's a young guy, he's 10 years, my junior, and, um, I would love nothing more than to see James Moore come roaring back onto the political scene, um, in time to come.
1: Colin, thanks for coming on. Thank you. That's Colin Metcalf. He's a real long time conservative party insider.